0: duct tape and paper clips. I'm Nathan Hartswick. And I'm Annie Russell. This is the show where we rewatch, review and ridicule every episode of
1: MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods. That is correct. Tonight we are breaking down season two, episode 21, DOA MacGyver. Cool title.
0: Cool We're going to find out how it holds up. Uh, but first, let's catch up a little. Annie, how's it going with you? How's your week?
1: Things are good. I am very proud to say that I had my first hangover uh, post pandemic. This is now a couple weeks back, but
2: oh my God,
1: Um, (laughs) I can't hang out anymore. Apparently (laughs) I can't be in public. Yeah. (laughs) What, what happened? (laughs) What happened was this was my last day of work at KQED and my coworkers (laughs) all, uh, got together and it was really fun. And it was all of our kind of like first outings at a bar in a group, um, at the end of the pandemic. So like Mm. none of, I, I don't want to speak for everybody. I have not been drinking a ton of alcohol during the pandemic, so I no longer have a tolerance and I was with uh, people who I thought because they're like a good deal older than me that like, they were kind of chill and like they have children and moderate and stuff like that. But no, 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 no. Um, (laughs) when you go out with journalists, um, Sometimes, uh, you know, you wind up at a karaoke bar and (laughs) someone's just handing you shots uh, and you ruin the next two days of your life, um, which is what happened to me. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. That's like some early 20s shit right there. Shots and
1: karaoke i There was one shot. I did one shot. Um, <laughs> let's not exaggerate here. Uh, I did one shot. I did not sing karaoke, but we were at a karaoke place. And it was really. Um, it was really fun. And it, and I think everyone had this sort of like cabin fever, like, sure. ah, we're out.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, just imagine what it's like to work in those bars right now. It must be a nightmare.
1: I can't even imagine. Like, it was all pretty chill. Um, this was in San Francisco. So, like you know, the health, um, orders here in the Bay area are still pretty strict. So like you have to be seated at a table. You can't really be like going up to the bar and ordering. So like it was still pretty reined in, I would say from what, you know, that place probably normally looked like before the pandemic. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, who boy, I never want to feel that way again in my life.
0: Um, (laughs) Uh, well, I'm sorry to hear it. And I mean, it sounds like it was
1: Maybe a little bit worth it. I mean, it, it was sound oh, like Oh, I had fun. a great time. Yeah, it was yeah. totally worth it. So, yeah. So, what's up with you? Nothing that like, <laughs> um dumb, Nothing that I dramatic.
0: Yeah. Uh, no. No, it's just been like 95 degrees here today, which is a little... Bonkers, but I don't know. We haven't <laughs> talked about Mayor of Easttown, which ended, which we can't spoil for anyone who hasn't seen the, the finale. But that's a show that we both got obsessed with and uh, texted each other about a bunch. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, yeah.
1: And it was um, great. I mean, I yes. I loved it. I was a little bit like I had a theory, which Nathan was not allowing me to share with him. It um, <laughs> yep. wasn't, I wasn't right, but I was close. And so I right. feel, okay I was impressed that. by how close you were.
0: And uh, yeah, uh, literally, <laughs> can I tell them, Annie texted me, can I please sh- share with you my theory? <laughs> and I was like, I'm really trying to stay blind to everyone's theories because there is a part of watching a mystery show for me that like, I can switch off my, my intelligence and just be a, a regular old dum dum, especially like when it's a drama like that, like with and a comedy,
1: follow like, like okay, they're telling us this now. They're telling yeah, us yeah. I like, like I'm yeah.
0: I'm not. I don't see things coming because I don't have the knowledge of like sophisticated dramatic plotting. Um, mm. uh, the way that I like, I can see every joke coming, almost every joke coming in like your average comedy, you know. And so. Um, but with a with a mystery show like this, I kind of like to shut off that part of my brain that is critical and trying to predict things, and just allow it to wash over me, and then be like dumb dumb surprised by the end, be like, oh, that was the one who did it. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to be in that ignorant state when I watched the finale, and uh, I didn't want any uh, outside pollution of uh, I just intellect.
1: Can't. Believe that you were able to steer clear of theories because there were like seven vulture articles with different theories. (laughs) There were every comedian (laughs) on Twitter appeared to be following this show and was tweeting stuff out. Like there was so much discussion, and all
0: that stuff made it into my feed. I just did not click on any of it. And I mean, we should say like one of the we've I think we've talked about this before, but like I didn't care as much in this show who did it i wanted to know but i also just loved the show so much and all the characters and the the world yeah. and it was just such a well done show uh, regardless of the mystery element of it and i think a lot much was made of the fact that the who who did it who did it but i think it was just a uh, uh, I yeah I just think I was really impressed with just the way it was executed it was such a beautiful show I Um, think that the who
1: did it is just a way into it like for people to like engage with it but like of course it was great it's fucking Kate Winslet um or as she's known in my house, Katie wins, um, yes. which is what we call her because <laughs> Katie wins. <laughs> like, wins. She's fantastic she's in everything amazing. she yeah. does, and like
0: yeah. And I was shocked at how close you got with your theory. You got very close. Uh, I was very impressed. I did,
1: and I think that my mine would have been a better ending. To Probably, be with yeah. You. I, um, I would have so, taken
0: that one just fine. Yep, I yeah. think you were very close. Um,
1: I'll have to save it for my mystery, uh, my prestige drama writing career. which I'm now convinced is probably what my actual calling (laughs) is. i mean
0: i have to imagine that you have sort of an encyclopedic knowledge of this sort of show now because you do get kind of obsessed with one really well done prestige drama show and like really get into all the nitty-gritty details of it i think you'd be good for that
1: yes i have one thing that i do at once and i do like to immerse myself in it so mm-hmm. um you know it's not going to be mayor of east town any longer right. so uh What's i'm next? open to yeah i'm open to <laughs> suggestions for for what that could be but yeah. i do think that there there's something so fun to me though. Like there's something about that zeitgeist of where we're all watching something at the same time and talking about it. And like, that is really fun, especially after this pandemic period, which felt so isolating to just have this like universal thing that it felt like we were all sharing. Um, And that was kind of nice.
0: Yeah, I agree. Totally.
1: Uh, Well, that's
0: great. Well, we should get to our guest. We have a fantastic show and a fantastic guest a hilarious improv comedian who's performed with the second city touring company and the improvised shakespeare company and he's a native of vermont and he's a good friend of ours please welcome andrew knox hi
2: Whoa, hi, hi andrew. how's it going good nathan and annie how are you guys
0: <laughs> so good wonderful uh it great. is great well this has been
2: fun great okay, to
0: later <laughs> <laughs> um, what's going on with you? You are in California. You are a new dad. Things are opening up again. Uh, how's your pandemic been? All of it.
2: It's been great. The pandemic has been the best time of my life. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, it, it has been it has been pretty well, pretty good. Because yeah, we had a baby, and there's that's right. all good things. We moved from Chicago to LA in June. So actually, today is the one year anniversary of when we left Chicago.
1: Wow. Yeah. Isn't that important for everyone? (laughs) Same timeline. I also left Chicago exactly one year ago today. For For real? Yeah. For June 1st. You moved to California. Did you drive or did you fly? We drove. Um, we had to drive in two cars, but yeah, we we drove because we have a seventy-five pound Labrador that uh, mm-hmm. can't be on a plane. Wow.
2: We drove too. I wonder if we were on the highway leaving Chicago around the same time. We probably I wonder, were.
1: So probably. you got to tell me your route. I'm very now. <laughs> I'm like
2: we well straight out of Chicago. We took ninety ninety four north, which was weird, but I remember that's just how we. Er, no, we must have gone south. Welcome to we, Map Geeks, the podcast.
1: Where listen, we map I am out. rivet. I am on the edge of my seat right now. I'm not joking.
2: No, we um, drove south out of Chicago. So, okay, so that's been 10 minutes. Let me keep walking through this. Yeah. No, we went through <laughs> Nebraska, down to Denver. We spent the night in Nebraska, Omaha, and then the next night in Denver, and then the next night in Utah, and then L.A.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Annie, how about you, Annie? So we did Kansas City, Denver utah and then nevada so like slightly different because we were going further north than you but um driving through those mountains in denver is the most terrified i've ever been in my entire life in a car um
2: yeah Mm -hmm. we went through the national monument did you do that
1: yes like yeah
2: i mean it was beautiful but yeah it was very scary just
1: like roads the people shouldn't be on Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's safe for a car to be (laughs) on these mountains. And so my big thing now that we're going back to New York where I'm from originally, I'm like, we need to plan like the safest (laughs) route possible. Like, we just need to plan the most boring. You're just checking (laughs) sea levels on your route. I'm checking elevations. I am, you know, there's... Believe it or not, there's some people in some comment sections out there who will tell you um, all about uh, different driving conditions. So and elevations and such? Wow. The information is available.
2: Oh, I'm sure you can get safe to the point of danger. As yeah. Far as, like, oh, and that's around. what I'm
1: looking for. I want to be thrilled <laughs> by how safe I am. That's yeah. when I'm hoping.
2: I don't know. I'm, I just keep
0: thinking about the fact that you all were definitely in the same place at the same time. You were like in Utah on the same night. <laughs> In the same yeah. town. And I want to like time travel back to that point where the two of you like could have met. Yeah, I
1: know <laughs> it, doing the same super stressful pandemic yeah. road trip, yeah, um, right. which You know, because like at that time, I was still doing things like wiping down gas pumps with Clorox wipes. Mm -hmm. Like I this this was not the easy breezy summer of 2021.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was putting on my mask to look in the mirror for sure. It was like (laughs) the height of things. Also, that weekend is when George Floyd happened. So it was sort of like. Uh, whole nexus of when everything started to change. And being
1: in a car and like not necessarily like on your phone, I remember feeling like I was missing uh, huge chunks of what was happening Hmm. and then I get to Oakland and it was like protests in the street and I was like, should I, maybe I should like read the news, like what's going on? (laughs) Yeah,
2: no, that was the same for us. We like came into LA and like there was all these protests. I mean, it was it like gave us goosebumps you know what i mean of just seeing yeah. the entire community sort of rising up for the same cause but wait why did you go through nevada to then go up this is a two the, the part most episode important- <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, you go through you go through the north part of Nevada. So you cross oh. from um you from Salt Lake, and then you get to drive through the Salt Flats, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um, if people are looking for a cool drive to do, that is nice and safe. Um, and and then you go <laughs> to word like, is flat, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's flat. Um, and then you go through Reno, which is a weird place um, that I probably will never be again in my lifetime.
2: Oh, which guarantees you'll spend a good five years there.
1: That's a hundred percent true. I feel like whenever I am like this town seems weird, <laughs> like I will inevitably be invited to perform at a brewery there like the yes. next month. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> never say never. Um,
0: yeah. So, okay. This concludes the geography portion of the podcast. Andrew, the do you we'll, think? See. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, like what were the sort of pop culture TV shows kind of nonsense that you were obsessed with when you were a kid? Um,
2: when I was a kid, let's see. I was a big fan of Britney Spears for yeah. sure. That was my first big crush. Big TV shows. I guess Boy Meets World was on. Ah, Yeah yeah i also watched a lot of nick at night when i was a kid so that yeah. doesn't really
1: that's my jam that is all i watched i <laughs> yeah. was a mary tyler moore um dick van dyke new heart like that was yeah my I was a weird kid.
0: um, (laughs) It makes you a weird kid, but it it gives you a good sense of humor. Like I we didn't have any cable or anything. But I had an uncle who had cable who lived like three towns away. And he would occasionally pop a VHS tape into his (laughs) VCR and tape Nick at night for like six hours. And then he would come over and hand us the tape. And we had probably 10 of those tapes, for, with various things on them. We had all the faulty towers from PBS. and oh, we had a that's bunch gold. Of, we had a bunch of like Hogan's Heroes, uh, I Dream of Genie, Uh, Dick Van Dyke uh, and like uh, Dick uh, what was the other one? Uh, Andy Griffith show all this stuff that was way before our time and it was what we would put in every time we got sick so for like home from school or whatever we just wear those fucking tapes out so my sister and I have this very strange shared like knowledge of like every line from every Andy Griffith episode (laughs) which is a weird thing for two kids who grew up in the 80s to have you know. (laughs) But it's, I love it's that.
1: I love a sibling, like, shared yeah. um, memory of some kind of media that no one else right. knows what the fuck you're talking about. Um that's, oh, yeah. We have a lot of those. <laughs>
2: yeah. A lot of local commercials, I feel yes. like, are like sure. sibling banter. Yep. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the the car one, Nathan, that was like, we'll give you the shirt off our back from <laughs> Vermont? <laughs> it was like Barry or something. You grew up no? in the, you grew up north. I did. Right? I grew up so in the maybe northeast Kingdom. yeah. I
0: don't know yeah, if it okay. made it. Made it. I mean, there were always, I mean, I think this is true for every place. There's always a local uh, car salesman who sort of screams in a high voice, you know, oh, in every yes. one of
1: us, we've got this and we've got that. And,
0: you know, it's all, there's like one of those, a very specific one in every place, I think.
1: Absolutely. I had a really funny submission to a comedy show I used to run in Chicago where people like share their old embarrassing artwork and things that they've made. And it was a comic who was a little kid in one of those commercials because <laughs> his dad owned a furniture store. Store. And so he's oh, in this ridiculous commercial where he's like screaming in a cowboy hat at the age of like four or something. <laughs> oh my
2: God. That's the perfect amount of child performer or child actor. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like embarrassing. Yeah. I didn't stay in it long, but this is insane. They put this on TV. Yeah. yeah.
1: One local commercial. That my dad made me do it. Family yeah. business. Yeah. Yes.
2: That yeah. happened for my sister for a Cabot commercial because my dad did advertising or whatever, small time in Vermont for a little bit. And it's just, we have so much video of her opening a fridge and grabbing the wrong bottle or opening grabbing it wrong because they have all the outtakes and stuff like that. <laughs> but unfortunately, no yelling. Did you do any performing when you were a kid? Um, in seventh grade. Well, uh, when I was... Really little. So I had a big, um, my whole maternal family is in Vermont and my grandmother had seven kids and there was a lot of cousins. And so we would put on a lot of shows in her basement. So that was probably the start of my performing was like forcing my younger cousins to do kids say the darndest things when I had scripted their lines. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But then like in seventh and eighth grade, there was a play at my school. So that's sort of the first time that I performed. And then Rice does stunt night
0: stunt night
2: yeah That's do you,
0: you know, know about it? stunt night uh no tell me i mean i know you don't I've need to
2: of, i've heard of it what is it exactly is it a talent like, show it's well it's each class puts on a 30 minute quote narrative you know what i mean and there's like songs and dance breaks but i think what makes it unique is most everybody does it in the class so it's huh. just kind of like the whole school puts on a bunch of stage makeup and then yeah. just acts silly at the flynn for two nights
0: huh oh is it the yeah. flynn
2: your yeah. high school oh, did a talent
0: yeah. show at the Flynn,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: for and for those of you who don't know, the Flynn is like the big theater in town with like fourteen hundred seats. Um, so you like they would get they would get the Flynn for your high school and you'd do two nights of like wild talent stuff and they called it stunt night even though it they, these were not physical stunts
2: like you know dirt dirt bikes on stage. Well, best case scenario there would be, but yeah. usually not. No, it, I mean it was it's like a hundred year old thing. So I think. Yeah, right back in the old days that
0: people juggling flaming chainsaws or whatever in the seventies. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the diocese
2: was so big on that back in the (laughs) seventies, like (laughs) the Burlington diocese
0: uh well that's great um <laughs>
2: yeah super great uh
0: well i feel like we should uh, we should get into macgyver shouldn't we have you seen macgyver at all andrew ever no not okay.
2: until this episode
0: okay amazing um this is a pretty interesting one to pick for your first episode um yeah. we like to we like to sort of refresh our memory and the memory of our listeners um by reading out a summary andy do you want to summarize doa macgyver for us <laughs>
1: I would be delighted. Um, (laughs) Here is what happened. MacGyver meets a contact Tony Braddock in a warehouse. Tony tips MacGyver off to an impending bomb attack. The assassin Lancer shows up shooting Tony dead and grazing MacGyver's head with a bullet. Again, this is the opening. MacGyver escapes and climbs aboard a small boat owned by Carol, but he has amnesia and can't remember who he is. As Pete looks for MacGyver and Carol tries to help him get his memory back, Lancer appears and manipulates MacGyver into thinking And Pete is the assassin. MacGyver pulls a gun and is about to shoot Pete, but Pete is able to jog his memory just in time, and the two of them thwart the bomb attack and save the day. And that is this episode.
0: Awesome.
2: (laughs) Awesome. Beautiful.
0: I'm sure it made you very sad that he didn't actually shoot Pete, Annie. (laughs) I.
1: I (laughs) was hey, Pete. praying. Pete, Pete. I don't know. I'm not even religious. And
0: I was <laughs> just <laughs> Annie could do without Pete, let's just say. Um, well, let's start with the low hanging fruit of this episode. Um, uh, Andrew, you you're our guest. You tell us first, like, what are the things you feel like we absolutely have to talk about about this episode? What was your impression? What were your uh, takeaways?
2: Yeah, I mean, having never seen MacGyver before, I mean, yeah. I've seen the, my only knowledge of it is the SNL spoof, you know, sure. Yeah, uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher. And I like, <laughs> I, I imagine all my takeaways would be stuff that you guys have talked about forever, but it was sure. just the VO at the top when he's like, you know, if you mix these two liquids together, it was like, what the is this for kids or something? And then the <laughs> VO never came back. Uh-huh. Ne- why? Why? why yeah. does that happen every episode?
1: <laughs> there happens is a lot. He loves yeah. a voiceover opening uh, for sure. And yeah. yeah in, in
0: a perfect world, if they were like, if they had a little extra time to make these episodes and they didn't have 22 to make in a season, I feel like they would think <laughs> a little more about like, okay, there has to be like this, this no more than this amount of VO and no less than this in each episode, but they don't have any rules for it. So it's just like, whenever we feel like we need to lay some pipe, Do some exposition Explain what MacGyver's up to We'll throw it (laughs) in there But then We might not hear it For the rest of the time Or sometimes It'll come in like In minute forty, and and people who haven't seen MacGyver before will be like, "Why is he talking all of a sudden?" Like,
2: it's very inconsistent. They truly use the VO to MacGyver the exposition. You know, if they're like, "Oh shit, I don't know," let's just (laughs) toss in a VO. It also felt that way with the flashbacks where they're like, "Uh, "Here, just show him the thing." Yeah, and then they
1: can think of no other way to tell the story. They're just like, "We're out of (laughs) ideas." We got
0: clips from the other shows. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, the last episode was a clip show. So I was thinking when they started flashing back to other episodes, I'm like, please, God, don't let this be another (laughs) clip show.
2: We saw this last week. And and then like he, the avalanche one makes him remember, but he's had so many other ones.
1: Yes. And that was so recent too. Oh, really? Yeah. That, the avalanche like just happened. So, uh, (laughs) um, But it was it the power of like friendship, yesterday. Andrew, that really
0: jogged his memory, I think.
2: <laughs> That's true. You you point a gun at your friend's chest and it yeah. wasn't to where the heart was in the chest, but it was <laughs> at his chest. <laughs> <laughs> and also, after they came back from the clip, he was too, He was like right next to him. Before, he was like five feet back and they came back from the clip and he's like right in his face. <laughs> but yeah, holding a gun to your friend's chest will jog yeah. your memory.
0: And also, I mean, this is a an important memory because Pete actually saved him for once um, instead of the other way around. So, yeah, uh, Pete
1: actually showed up to work this episode which i was <laughs> oh here um, too yes by yeah, yes. he yeah. he actually came to get something done um <laughs> the thing that i want to point out uh, yeah um especially for people who have been listening and watching a lot of these episodes like they change so much about MacGyver when he doesn't remember who he is um, to the point where, like, MacGyver is very anti gun. So, to, for MacGyver to have a gun is a big deal. And they, so that's like a big leap, but they refuse to change anything about his energy level or like his <laughs> affect or anything, which yeah. I thought was so strange. Like, they had the opportunity to, like, make this guy into a different person, which we've seen on countless other media and just refusing to do it. Richard Dean Anderson is still barely has a pulse energy wise (laughs) when he's in like a life-threatening situation. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. Do you think they could do that? Would the actor's (laughs) abilities allow them to move away from the character? I mean, I'm no acting expert, but he doesn't seem good.
0: (laughs) He's always, we've said this before, he's always the best, though. He might not be good. He's always the best on the show. They
1: do that intentionally.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought um, Carol Varney, the the captain, I thought she was pretty good. Carol was
1: was pretty good. And she is like one of the better female characters that we have seen on this show in general, I would say, um, because she wasn't really a love interest. She wasn't really like a... A villain, um, and she had her own kind of like backstory that was a little bit more fleshed out, which I, I appreciated.
0: Yeah, um I mean, uh, uh, part of the reason why she was so enjoyable to watch may have been that she's had previous experience working on *MacGyver*. <laughs> um, correct.
2: As a different character,
0: this she played a different character in season one. <laughs> no, Did she
2: look this the is, same? Please the tell 80s, me she man. looked exactly the same. Um, I no, she had, a short, she had a, had five a much
0: shorter haircut in the last one, and we've talked about this episode before, but it's it, it's. It might be worth going back and watching it. It's called Hellfire. And she and her husband have taken over this oil oil well and MacGyver comes in to help them and it catches on fire and they basically intimate it like a throuple by the end of there's a lot of sexual energy between the three of them. <laughs> it's great. But I, what I thought was so, so noticeable about her, her getup in the beginning of this episode is she looks just like him. <laughs> she has a blonde mullet and like a layered denim look that looks like a female version of him it's very strange
2: truly they both looked like when they were walking back from the boat on the dock they looked like they were going to a costume party dressed as the same person yeah (laughs) like this is my take on the 80s guy this is my take on the 80s guy the
1: big halloween costume that year yeah
2: they do not look like real people
0: I do love an 80s amnesia storyline. And I love the fact that it like they you always have to have that moment right before the commercial where the person someone asks the person who they are what's their name what's your name man and they're like I don't know and then it's like music <laughs> swells act break like I love that it's so
1: ridiculous I thought that the cuts to the commercial breaks were really good the music was like right too I yeah. felt like yeah. they actually built like tension yeah. before <laughs> those commercial breaks in a way that I have not seen on this show Wow
2: this so this was the good the good version oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean that was not my takeaway. So that's incredible. It says a lot about the episode. Slightly,
0: maybe slightly better than average episode. Although there is a lot of exposition in it, especially in the first ten minutes or so. Uh, What do we think of the opening? I think the guy with the cartoon accent and the flask is so fucking funny to me, and it takes (laughs) so long for that scene to play out, even though we're going to kill this guy in five minutes. But we have to have him talking like a goddamn Shakespearean
2: character for the first ten minutes. The accent and flask did not match. Right, (laughs) they felt like the props department. And whoever cast that guy were not talking. They're like, we're going western. Okay, he's British, and then they're like, well, but fuck he's it.
0: down on his luck, which I think is why he had the flask. But you don't get that sense in any other way. He's not like disheveled. He doesn't seem uncomfortable. He's yeah, in
1: a suit. I, yeah. like, it, it, the character did not make a whole lot of sense for no. as much as they tried to explain yeah. what was happening. Yeah, um, yeah. and I love Tony Braddock. And I when I heard the name Tony Braddock, what I thought was going to happen yeah. is. What I'm going to say? Yes, I do. Is they have a lot of mob esque characters on this show, but they refuse to use Italian surnames for any of them. So when I saw the name Tony Braddock, I was like, Oh no, here we go. We're, because the substitute getting, like, they make is that thing.
0: they get these New York Italian mobster types, and then they name them uh Irish or Scottish
2: surnames.
1: Everyone, but them. is the first
2: name usually like Italian, like it's like Tony O'Shaughnessy <laughs> or something?
1: Uh, I'm trying to think if it is or it, not. It can be it yeah can be. sometimes okay. it is or sometimes it'll be like all right this is carl smith yeah. and it's tony soprano and you're <laughs> like, like what is but
0: we have a theory that they're like the producers are like legit afraid of the mob and yes. they're like trying
2: to not give their characters italian names that is probably true my thought was that they were trying to be like weirdly responsible by being like we're not going to do stereotypes of italian americans but it you're would absolutely be weird right if
1: that was the one thing they took a stand on. <laughs> yeah, <you're> so right. <laughs> but the
0: characters are still like, but the fuck, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, they, but yeah, Tony Raddick it's, does sound like yeah. one of those. And then he has like this highfalutin like posh. British and then accent. He, yeah.
1: And then he got on screen and I was like, OK, <laughs> what <is> no, happening? <laughs> this is like Shakespeare cosplay alcoholic yeah. dude. Like uh, what is
0: going also, on? Also, the dialogue in this scene is like it feels like a student film. It feels like we got access to this warehouse for a day and the, and the student who's making it just doesn't know how to cut the dialogue down and it's like okay come on you don't have to say all this
2: just get to the point man oh uh, yeah. they know how to cut it down but they can't <laughs> cut it <laughs> down because it's all, it's all theirs <laughs> yeah. Yeah. all go- because they wrote it, it yeah. also the way that they lit Tony where you could only see half of his face because of <laughs> shadows yeah. like oh it that yeah. v- felt very student film to me as well yeah,
0: yeah I do love I mean this did feel very much like the MacGyver I remembered This this episode to me was like the cool hairdos and the jean jackets and the whole like down by the docks of it all like felt very like the 80s show I remember loving you know very dangerous
1: it felt dangerous you know the
2: guy got I, popped in the yeah, first. yeah I love minutes.
1: a dock scene yeah. with no discernible boat I, yeah. I just I love that yeah, yeah
2: and his like preamble about living in Los Angeles at the very beginning it's <laughs> yeah. like Los Angeles is the sun but some men live in the shadows like yeah. so <laughs> okay. unnecessary maybe yeah okay Great. I'll take Take your word for it.
0: It's great, yeah. and But it's like cheery up-tempo music and B-roll of his Jeep going through town. You know, it's not like a CD. It's a, such a weird show because it really is for families, but they want to give it a sense of danger. So like whenever they try to go dark with it, they can't go too dark. You know, it's they don't know who they are. Right.
1: Their compromise is shadows. That is yes. shadows. how you make yeah. it exciting.
2: Yeah, it's a dangerous euphemism. Oh,
0: God. Just for whatever reason, it bugged me that uh, in the RV that the bad guys are driving around this entire time, they really made a special point to keep showing that every time someone goes in and out of that RV, she pushes the open button for the door and that never comes back as an important plot point. Like, why do they spend so much time setting it up?
2: Right, right. The shot, I was like, okay, well, this plays a huge, yeah. you know, maybe the label goes away. But then yeah. the only time it comes back is later in the episode when she presses a button in the back that's for the door. Yeah, right. Like right. She's not at the steering wheel and presses it back there. Yeah. The
0: only thing that ever happens with that door is that he ties it shut with his belt at the end of the episode to keep them inside. But that has <laughs> yes, nothing to do with the right. button. <laughs> no.
1: My theory was that they were somehow sponsored by that RV company and they wanted <laughs> right. to show off the features, yeah. honestly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Look at what you can do with a label maker and this RV. Come on. (laughs) Oh, and then when Jules goes in to find him, Jules, Mm -hmm. the, the other bad guy, to find him, and it literally is just looking through the crack of the door and then coming mm-hmm. back. It was like <laughs> they wrote 30 minutes and needed 40 minutes. And then yeah. later he's like, Hey, I'm the one who found MacGyver. Right. <laughs> right. Just look right. at the
1: crack. It's like, yeah, you peeked through a crack. Yeah. Like yeah. when they happened to be metal. Yeah. And and
0: happened having me talking to someone who was giving a Shakespearean monologue ten feet from the door, you know? <laughs> yeah.
2: Full projection.
0: Yeah. I will yeah. say
1: the villains were were bad in this. They episode. were
0: very strange.
1: Like it weird little bad. trio.
0: Yeah, weird trio. It was
1: trio. strange. I could not like a lot of these villains are not fully developed but this crew seemed particularly um confusing yeah yeah
2: were they new to this episode or have they been around they always they- are
1: <laughs> oh really <laughs> they're always yeah, yeah that's part of why you don't need to watch any other episode of macgyver because it's typically just a fully new cast new stories everything yeah. that's wow. why we got to
0: exchange the blonde lady from the season one for a totally new character.
2: Um, There's no other actors.
0: Nope. Mac and Pete. Those are the only two you need to know.
2: (laughs) And of course the villains, like the only two people of color in the episode who got to speak, you know, they're the henchmen. They're the bad guys. Yep. They're not even (laughs) the main bad guys. Yeah. No. Yeah. That main bad guy was not scary. He was, he wasn't hot. What was he bringing to the table? Oh, What a little weenie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but not well, even a good a little- weenie
0: <laughs> yeah right he i mean the 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 place he was scariest was that was was when the turn came and he put the sunglasses and the suit on and pretended he was a government agent and like got on macgyver's side like that was the only time when it felt like oh, okay maybe this guy's like kind of slimy scary but everything up to that point was like what this is i'm not afraid of this guy at all
2: well he's wearing the jacket that has the bomb woven in it but then there's a pocket where the bomb is
0: were they, right. I, I assume that was a detonator, but I was like, this is definitely just a <laughs> mic pack, right? You could have saved some time on that. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think we've seen this Helen secretary character in Pete's office before. Have we, Annie? No, brand Man, near. they got a real weird relationship. And I was like, okay, Pete is screaming at her half the time. And she is, as far as I can tell, a secretary, his wife and an intelligence agent, because she <laughs> has a lot to do in this episode. But he's a petulant child the entire episode whining get me this guy on the phone I want it she's like better at his job than he is
2: she seems so familiar I assumed that she was like oh that's Betty around the office like reminding him to take uh his jacket which was just a waste of 15 seconds yes I know
1: It really was. And I just the one thing I did appreciate was at one point Pete complains because he's being asked, you know, a follow up question about something. And he's like, Oh, what are we all bureaucrats now? And I'm like, Have you ever held a job, dude? Like, this is normal.
2: Trying to peer inside of a jeep right now. Okay, I need to concentrate. What are the trophies in his office? Do those play? <laughs> Have we seen him I earn did not those? W- those? It was like a little boy's bedroom.
1: <laughs>
2: I've never seen
0: them before. I those don't know. are
1: random. Yeah. I assume <laughs> that he got an award for being the most useless character on this show. Uh, that is the only thing I can think of. I oh, mean, man.
2: it looked like that. It looked like a a young boy's diving trophy or something like
1: that. I mean, we are not.
0: We're, you're seeing a, a version of Pete that is a little more competent than most times like he is like tracing calls and he's going after McGovern. he's trying to save his friend and this whole thing but most of the time he's a he's a dumb victim or tries to help and can't or is not physically cut out for the in the field work that he tries to do. Um, but yeah, he's, I do love, um, I, I, for some reason I love seeing his office at night with the like super phony LA skyline and all the windows and everything and the yes. the chrome and everything. It just feels like such a diehard skyscraper eighties fantasy, you know,
2: it felt, it looked like a, like a, the background of a late night show Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> <But> because it <laughs> yes. did
2: look that fake.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, then so we have the, the Norman Rockwell kid on the bike with the
2: oh, <laughs> baseball
1: yeah. man. How could who, we have? Who,
0: like if we were reenacting this about. episode, I would cast Andrew in this part. Cause
2: I think you'd kill it, Andrew. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> At my age now. Yes. Yeah. I'm finally ready for the role. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I would take it in a second. And also when we see him again, when, uh, Paul, Just there's one other person on the dock and he says, hey, kid, have you seen a brown haired man who's normal? (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) I don't know. Why should I tell you? Yeah, he's being all cagey. And then Pete is like, I know that (laughs) handiwork.
2: I I know that bent metal.
0: (laughs) That's MacGyver. (laughs) Um, Also, the other thing that drives me crazy in a show like this... So it's just sound design. It's all it is. I I blame it on the sound editor. But when uh, MacGyver finally remembers the phone number for Pete's office and he calls Pete and talks to Pete for two seconds, and then the bad guy intercepts him and pulls a gun on him, and MacGyver has dropped the phone. The payphone is dangling at this point. And Pete spends the entire rest of the scene, which is like 90 seconds, going into the phone, MacGyver, MacGyver, pick up MacGyver, MacGyver. It's like, dude, he's not there anymore. Just hang up the fucking phone. Like it was, I don't
1: understand I, why they do that. You know what I mean? It does perpetually feel like, as Andrew pointed out, like they needed to fill an extra 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And that was the case in many episodes it of just this show. makes him this look in dumb. particularly particular, yeah. Because he's
0: just going, are you there, MacGyver? Are you there, MacGyver? He's not,
2: okay? <laughs> he's not there. What about the time, Phil, when MacGyver's getting in the boat? They kept going back to five different shots of his (laughs) legs flailing around in the same... I know he's been shot, but it's gravity at this point. And it just looked like he was trying to power the boat by kicking or something. (laughs) But they kept going back to it, and he's still not in the boat.
0: I love it. I love that moment because I also love that Jules... Well, the bad guy, the main bad guy says the name of the poem. Jules, as I can read. (laughs) Like, what a weird, snotty. There are these weird, snotty moments. We got to start naming these, Annie, because these are the ones when like when when a kid will will when MacGyver will say, hey, name's MacGyver. And the kid will be like, yeah, I heard you tell my mom. (laughs) You're like, why did you leave that line in the episode? Like, you why do you have to be a snot about it?
1: (laughs) I think that that was. A little bit of like a tr- an 80s trend, I have to say, because it was like the snotty like retort yeah, was right. like big. I just rewatched um, Real Life, which because I wanted to watch some like Charles Grodin stuff. And they do a lot of that with the teen actors. And I was just like, this is like so on trend for this time period it seems like interesting maybe
2: yeah those sort of line like lines that are just unnecessarily mean and also not funny i just assumed the writer was having a very bad day right and yeah i don't know (laughs) why it wasn't edited out
1: yeah
0: I did like, uh, I thought it was funny because there's a moment when we get a nice long shot of MacGyver and Carol running after, you know, they've put Jules under the boat, (laughs) they've kicked the boat on top of him, and they're running away on the docks, so we get a nice long shot of them running toward the camera on the docks trying to get away, and... The thought occurred to me that jogging was like kind of new at this time. You know, it was like, like less than 10 years old, kind of. And That's no,
1: another big trend. No yeah.
0: one has jogging form yet. So their form is like all over the place. They're such sloppy runners that like, you, know, you, see a, you see like a Tom Cruise movie, and that guy runs like a fucking machine, right? And you see these two running down the docks, and they look like fucking circus clowns, like all over <laughs> the place. I was like, oh man, this was before people had running form, you know?
1: That looks like what I, I run that way. Like. Yeah, of course. That's what
2: normal people run like. Yeah, <laughs> and in tight '80s jeans, I mean, yeah, right. I can't even walk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And when that boat falls on Jules, he they <laughs> he <laughs> makes one attempt to get out, yeah. and then that's it. It was like they were like, "Hey, by the way, don't." just let it fall and don't flail. And he flailed once and was like, fuck, I'm not supposed to flail. And so they just kept it at one. Like,
0: Oh, there are a bit, they move quickly when they produce this show. And you know, there are certain takes where you're like, they would have liked a second take of that, <laughs> you know, and they just yes. didn't have it.
2: Yeah. Yes. This is like the Chicago PD of the yeah. 80s.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, they didn't leave anybody to demand the secret phone. When (laughs) Pete ran out, uh, grabbed his jacket, and then the phone rings again. This is like the main secret phone at the Phoenix Foundation. It rings again. Nobody's there. Um, uh, I loved uh, the Asian lady in the Winnebago's outfit was amazing. I'm mm-hmm. sure Annie will agree. I was like, uh, Annie is loving this outfit, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I'm I, on eBay. <laughs> I have yeah. the tab open right now. I'm trying to purchase this for myself.
0: Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like a pink, like multi, like, you know, multimedia. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and that PowerPoint. is my taste in clothes, typically. Yeah. Multim- I like to wear a lot of flash drives and, you what know. What is the artwork with multi,
0: multi, you know, multiple different, uh, you know, mediums, Medium. that's what I meant. I'm okay, about. Got, it, yeah. got it, got it, got um, it. Oh, but you know, you said that they're not love interests, but um but MacGyver and Carol touch knees in a real weird way. Did we notice that?
2: Yes, for the whole scene, yeah. like the director was <laughs> like, "You have to have your leg out like this." I know humans don't sit like this. I know it's not really possible anatomically, but you have to sit like
1: this. Yeah,
0: right, right.
1: I don't know 100%. what the point was. I guess yeah, they're getting I mean, familiar. They have- to show some neon knee, knee. I mean, there's got to be something for the for the fellas. I
0: thought you said neon knee, but you
1: say neon 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 knee action. Yeah, I got
2: gotcha. you. All oh, the fellas God. being like, like, when are they gonna do the knee stuff?
1: <laughs> oh, here it is,
2: and with ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that was when they dropped the line of like, um you don't want to remember. And that's the one thing I can't do, or yeah, something like something that. Yeah,
0: something like that. Yeah, it was a real but life.
2: you felt like. He was like, here comes the freaking yep. pitch. I'm going to knock mm-hmm. it out of the park. And the delivery was kind of like, all right, well, it's a single. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. No, it yeah. was okay.
1: <laughs> tepid at best. I feel yes, bad for tepid
2: actors. is the perfect way to describe I, when, it.
1: I, when, I, when
0: I see a line like that, I feel bad for the actor because you know that that's like the one that the writer and the director is really, they're really proud of. And as an actor, there's just no natural way to say a line like that. You know, it's like showing off, like, look how smart I can make this sound. It doesn't, yeah, it never plays.
2: Yeah, I mean, but that would fit with the rest of the show. Yeah. You know? <laughs> of
0: course. Yeah. Um, I I I thought it was really funny. The one of the funniest parts about this episode to me was that MacGyver was remembering like as he was remembering things, he was becoming aware that his life is very violent. <laughs> and being like why is my life so violent and we're all sitting at home going yeah why is it so violent like what an exciting life you lead it was so funny like what if I'm a criminal that was a really funny way to do an amnesia episode was like what if I'm a terrible homicidal criminal
2: (laughs) right they gave him a chance to reset and like look at the trend of his life and he almost did but then yeah, didn't
1: yeah. yeah it was a close call with um any kind of self-reflection i mean if he hadn't stopped to fix
0: that kid's bike he might not have known he was a good guy
2: yeah, yeah. if yeah. his heart hadn't led him to do that yeah i mean
1: it was cool the way he fixed the bike i i will totally. acknowledge that
2: yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But he took a screw out of the bike to make the thing. <laughs> sure. And yeah. did not sure. that screw have an initial purpose? Yeah. Right. Like, I don't understand how bikes work, but it was like, well, what is right. that whole thing together?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, a yeah. lot of MacGyver's solutions uh, create <laughs> problems. Right. Um, and that is a trend. I just
0: picture it like the minute that kid rolled out of frame his like front tire fell off. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well that was one thing that struck me is that when MacGyver we fixes it, he bends this little license plate to to kind of like create the fix for the bike. Um he does not check it in any way. Like yeah, he no. like normally you would like kind of roll the thing for a yep. little while to see if it works. No checking whatsoever. He just lets a kid hop on it right away.
2: Yeah. And he also adds in the, like, next time you'll make your Little League game on time and and maybe even win.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to, like, dunk on the kid for not being good at baseball. <laughs>
2: right. And you, you understand, son, the only reason to play is to win. Otherwise, <laughs> what's the point? All right.
0: And we have we have established that your bike being broken is the reason you lost today, right?
2: Right. Uh, and I fixed your bike. And uh, here's here's a new one at the end. <laughs> i know i fixed it but here's yeah. a new one
0: yeah here's a new one with gold rims that was a fucking sick bike man if i was a kid watching this episode i'd be like i want that bike <laughs> i want i want a hero uncle figure to come and swoop in and give me a fucking sick ass expensive bike on his bonus which by the way yet another bonus macgyver gets paid macgyver doesn't get it paid in anything other than bonuses apparently that he
2: gives to other people oh i missed the bonus i didn't realize he was commission-based but I missed the line that was a bonus.
0: Yeah, at the end, he, he throws his bonus at the bike and
1: something else, too. I can't remember what. <laughs> I've never seen him keep a bonus. No, it, he, he never He always gives his bonus away.
2: Yep. Did he yep. pay for classes or something for...
1: I don't know, but Arnay? that was another...
0: That whole thing was she wants to be a marine scientist. I was like, oh, this is funny to me because I was like, well, how do you make a lady hot to MacGyver? Oh, you make her uh, the want to be a scientist, right? She's got scientific aspirations. That makes her hot to MacGyver. And I also realized something about the... Like, they make such conscious costume choices in the show where, like, she's got this tough-ass look, like she's on the boat, she's got the jean shirt and everything, and then at the end, she's wearing this, like, super soft pink sweater, <laughs> you know? And it's like, now that nothing's a threat anymore, like, everyone f- is feeling comfy and cozy, let's put her in mm-hmm. something, like, really cute and, you know, soft, <laughs> like, uh, right. and feminine, you know? It's very interesting how they do that.
2: She works, but let's not forget she's also a woman. Right. Right. right? Like, yep. that's, yeah.
1: It's important <laughs> to drive that home. <laughs>
2: yeah, now that Finally,
0: she's chasing her dreams and becoming a lady scientist because of MacGyver's influence on her. So now she can dress like a real lady, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take nights and weekends, but
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to um, actually be incredibly inconvenient and difficult for yes, her to get will. through that program. Yeah. But and uh, he's
0: not coming to her graduation as much as no. she thinks he is. Um, We're
1: never going to see her again. No. Um, and if <laughs> as you, that character, it will not oh, be. Right. That uh, what did we think about
0: the moment when MacGyver does turn the gun on Pete and P- Pete talks him out of it that was like this is a big deal to put a gun in MacGyver's hand and have him actually intend to use it
2: I mean without history it, it, the first thing I thought of was that it reminded me of Jet Jackson the Disney show which he never wanted to use a gun I don't know if you guys remember that this Disney Channel original mm-hmm, show no. but he never wanted to, he, he played like a they obviously stole it from MacGyver but then I felt like Pete's um, argument of how he knows MacGyver was no better than the bad guy weasel's argument of how he knows MacGyver. And so it didn't it didn't move me at all, and it didn't really make sense why MacGyver changed his mind, other than he remembered an avalanche.
1: I was in no way surprised that Pete made it all about himself um, <laughs> in that moment. Yeah. It really was like about how Pete had saved his life, and they're really good friends. Yep. Not like, this isn't who you are, not these are your beliefs. He does do a bunch
0: of like, that gun feels terrible in your hand because you don't use guns, MacGyver. Like, he really tries to hammer home that. But yeah, he does make it more about himself.
2: Yeah. Feel the weight of the gun. Is this (laughs) natural for you?
0: Yeah. No! (laughs) Uh, I mean I I loved I think like two seasons in like you know 41 episodes in or whatever this is a fun place to take it because this is like if you are a fan of this show this is the worst possible outcome for MacGyver to be intending to use a gun on someone that he like is friends with and not have any control over his you know actions that's like a really terrifying prospect if you are in on the whole like he never uses a gun he when he picks one up he throws it away immediately like it's this is a big deal you know
2: and this is the second to last episode of season yeah and I feel like back in the 80s they would do the like penultimate episode would be like climax of that and then the last episode would be setting up the next season sort of thing
1: it'll yeah yeah. I feel like the trend was more like all right now we got to set up what the cliffhanger is going to be and and how we're going to like get also tie up anything that we Mm -hmm. need to to finish this season which in this show is not applicable because
0: they have not. (laughs) Well, there's no through line. It's all, these are all independent stories. I wouldn't hold your breath for a a finale in this season that has anything to do with season three, but um, (laughs) we lather, rinse, repeat with this show. You know, there's not a lot of thought put into like, where are we going with the character? It's like, we got a season order for 22,
2: fucking get to work, you know? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. start mixing together your junk drawer items.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and we did get at least we got a still of MacGyver pointing a gun at Pete, which if you think I'm not going to be memeing the hell out of that, (laughs) uh, you're wrong. (laughs)
2: oh that's great speaking of macgyver and guns when he did the slap the two slaps with the boards at the very beginning yeah that sounded nothing like a gun (laughs) i also thought is he gonna ski like is he gonna water because it really looked like he was i really was hoping
1: for that myself i i thought we were getting a water ski moment oh
2: god and no it just became an educational chemistry lesson of
1: I mean,
0: in in a modern day show, you would take an actual gunshot and mix it with that sound a little bit, right? So that your subconscious registers it. But no, they...
2: (laughs) No, they record it day of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I also like when he's mixing chemicals and throwing liquid on the floor, I love just the idea that it's taking him like 20 minutes to spread all this shit around and he's not making any noise that draws them near or like, you know, it just he always has exactly the amount of time he needs to do whatever fucking convoluted shit he needs to do before they come. That did nothing. They saw him
2: and he jumped out of the window. Yeah. It
0: takes him (laughs) 20 minutes to build something that buys him one second and doesn't really (laughs) help him. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got. I mean, we've got a bunch of MacGyverisms here. We got the two by four making the gunshot sound. We got the smoke screen that we just talked about. We got the bike license plate thing. We've got uh, the the he kicks a boat on top of a guy, which is just like a spur of the moment thing. Uh, and then at the end, we he he puts the jacket bomb in the potted plant and chucks it at the RV, and then he ties up the RV with
1: his belt. I mean, who Fun. among us hasn't gotten caught up in a moment where we throw a <laughs> boat on somebody? You know, <laughs> things happen. Yeah.
2: Even if I don't need to, if that opportunity arises, I'm gonna kick <laughs> yeah. out that yeah. supporting beam holding up the road. Also, boat.
1: I I
0: imagine a conversation in the writers' room where they're like, "Well, why don't we just have him kick like kick something out from under a, a boat, and the boat will fall on the bad guy." And. <laughs> And then someone who actually goes, like, is like, spends time at a dock is like, well, you don't like. You don't store boats upright. Like, you, you think you put canoes upright? Yeah, we'll just put a stick under it or whatever. You, How do you think they store boats? You
2: know, like That's when that guy on set gets taken aside and they're like, hey, yeah. man, if you want to work here, you're going to just have to go with the flow, okay? Like, stop trying to make waves, okay? We're just trying to oh, get this fucking problem. done. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's
1: like, we are past the deadline at this <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah. And we need to yeah. get this episode finished.
2: Oh. Yeah, oh. yeah, exactly. It's about completion, not about it making sense. <laughs> Oh, I also good. thought he was going to take the jacket. I don't know why it's not MacGyverish, but the coffin was right there. Yeah, the coffin's in the ground. Right, right. You put it in the coffin, let the coffin go in the ground. Everybody's safe, but yep. no, he he blew it back. is it
0: that uh? I feel like maybe that was in Watchmen. Was that when when did you see? I see that.
1: I
2: did see Watchmen. I don't remember that, but that doesn't mean it wasn't in it.
0: Yeah, I feel like throwing a bomb into an empty coffin hole and like allowing it to explode. Under, yes, underground. That, did, that was the yeah. thing
1: that happens in Watchmen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> All right. We
0: have to take a break. Uh, and when we return, we're going to find out a little more about what Andrew is up to these days. And we're going to rank this episode on our super scientific DTNP rating system. Stick around. We'll be right back.
1: Enjoying this podcast? There's lots more you're missing out on. For just a few bucks, you can become a supporter of the Duct Tape and Paperclips Patreon. You'll get access to a special podcast feed with secret bonus content, where Annie and Nathan break down related stuff like the MacGyver Simpsons episode, Richard Dean Anderson's TV movie work, and lots more. At a higher level, you can even join Annie and Nathan in the Zoom when they record their episodes live and meet the comedian guests. And of course, supporters get access to cool merch like stickers, pins, even a custom-engraved Swiss army knife. Sweet! So what are you waiting for? Head over to patreon.com slash and join up today. That's patreon.com slash Pod. Thanks for your support!
0: We're back with our guest, uh, Andrew, before we get into our final segment, is there anything uh, you wish to plug or any uh, place on the internet that people can find you? What are you up to these days?
2: You can find me where you find everybody, you know, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at soft um, Knox, K-N-O-X. Nice. And I don't have anything to plug other than that. I just did my first live show in a year, a week ago. Really? And so, but that happening. How was Oh, Very weird. The whole audience was wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say they were very hot because they were just so excited. I mean, we were yeah. all so excited to just sure. be like returning to normalcy and live shows.
0: I'm thinking about that moment myself and wondering, like, is it, it are all the topics just like COVID and pand- pandemic topics? Or, or are we getting out from that and
2: like... It could be, this wasn't improv. So I don't know, but I imagine improv. I mean, well, that's not true. The improv suggestions will always be the news of the week, you know, it's, it's just going to be recency and whatever's happening. Yeah. Right. That's what the suggestion is going to be. Yeah.
0: Did you you get to a place where you felt comfortable or was it like always weird?
2: It was always weird, but it made me want to do another one. I mean, all shows I guess are like that, but it just, because it's been so long, you're like, Oh God. Yeah. by the end you're like this is how i do it that's right this is how this works and then it's over and that's like life itself so it's right it's a microcosm (laughs) of a larger problem
0: and then it's over well great i'm glad and uh everyone should check out andrew's work whenever and wherever they can find it um uh uh, it's time to uh move on to our final segment here it's time for it's classified
1: We are on a mission to figure out what the best episode of MacGyver is for some reason. And so we are going to (laughs) rate this episode.
0: Yes. And Andrew, you're a guest. So you're going to first, this is just a couple of sort of rapid fire questions in a couple different categories. The first category on a scale of one to 10, how exciting did you find this episode? A two. (laughs) A two. You said that very quickly. Uh, Why
2: did you say say two? Um, It just, I kept waiting for the... I think I wanted every scene to have him doing some engineering, some homegrown engineering. That's what you watch the show for. Mm. I wanted to see the sum be greater than its parts as far as bombs and whatever. It was a little tricky to
0: do that when he didn't know who he was, you know? Very true. Okay. So two makes sense. What about you, Annie? Exciting.
1: Um, I mean, MacGyver held a gun Mm -hmm. and pointed at his best friend. So for that reason, five. Okay,
0: five. Good, good, good. Uh, I was going to say five as well, although I... Like I said, the whole down by the docks kind of danger of it. Uh, somebody died in the beginning, which I appreciated. Yeah. They finally bit the dust. Um, so there was like a little bit of danger.
2: <laughs> um, after- finally, we catch a body. Can
0: we sh- yeah. shut this guy finally, up? in the opening <laughs> scene. <laughs> well, old chap, you see, I'm a bomb maker from way back. Um, you wouldn't have to have another flask of plum <laughs> he whiskey.
1: He thinks other people have <laughs> flasks available <laughs> right. at a moment's notice. Oh, they
0: really wanted to show what an alcoholic he was. Who <laughs> wouldn't have to have a nip? would you old man now all right uh, i'll just go die thank you uh, <laughs> yeah
2: looks to camera and you can weave it all right yeah. now i can die
0: okay oh shit uh, i'll give it a six um uh andrew on a scale of one to ten how well crafted was this episode this is writing editing acting directing all of that
2: you know what i'm gonna say four but the lowest i would go is three so really it's a really it's a one it's a one but i'm gonna say four just because so, it takes so much it takes yeah. so much to get that made you're saying I'm like, proud of them for that
0: y- you would never go below a three if for anything oh pretty much is what you're saying. for
2: making a full episode of television. Yeah, it's right. so hard. You have to give them a three, at least just because gotcha. it's an organizational nightmare. Right. But it they wasn't, did it.
1: they finished the episode. Yeah. Exactly. So like, by giving it a four, you're
2: really
0: giving it a one is
2: what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I am saying that they finished the marathon, but everybody else had left. Yeah.
1: So, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great.
0: I love that. How about you, Annie?
1: Um, yeah, this was confusing and, um, hard to get through. So um, we're going to say three. Let's go three. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm conflicted on this one because there were
0: parts that I really enjoyed. Like I liked watching the dynamic between him and this Carol uh, lady. And just like, I love how campy it was. It was kind of a campy episode. Camper, a camper episode. Um, are we
1: sponsored by that? We R&B, are. We're,
0: sp- we're sponsored by Winnebago and we're doing a MapQuest uh, podcast about the greater roots of the American West. Um, uh, this is becoming a very different podcast.
2: <laughs> Wait, can I also ask, are not are all the episodes not campy? How is this one specifically campy? I just assume the diver itself is campy.
0: Yeah, I mean, just the, the whole like, that's not how amnesia works uh, aspect of the episode and like very 80s, (laughs) Um, the touching of the knees and like, there's just a lot of like (laughs) schmaltzy stuff. Every time uh, Pete says, MacGyver, 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 it's just all very (laughs) over the top, you know? Um, And, and, you know, even just the weaselly little guy like being, oh, now he's a journalist. Oh, now he's an assassin. Oh, now he's his boss. Like, uh, so I I appreciated all of that, but the dialogue was so fucking terrible. Someone should have caught that. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Now, this next category is on a scale of one to five. We go to one to five on this one. How innovative was this episode? This is the MacGyverisms you were talking about, the engineering. How innovative on a scale of one to five?
2: Oh, a zero. (laughs) I got to assume that MacGyver (laughs) made its name from being incredible with this stuff. One of them was literally slapping boards against pavement (laughs) as a gunshot, and it didn't sound like a gunshot, and it truly didn't affect anything. Yeah, yeah. The, The coolest one was to help out a kid with his bike. (laughs)
0: so you didn't think the chemical like mixing chemicals to create like fog or yeah
2: well the vo that one he didn't need to do it because they still saw him he still got shot and he had to jump through that window two the vo they needed so it wasn't like they couldn't i mean they always tell that
0: every time he makes something they almost always need that vo anything complicated really because they have i guess like hammer at home because audiences were dumb in the
2: 80s and you see the starting point but you don't know where he's going with it so i get that you might need the vo but i hate the, it but they think they need it is what i'm saying yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i yeah they're not getting rid of it yeah <laughs> yeah
2: so then i'm <laughs> it's gonna stick around i'm giving it a zero because okay. i was just i was expecting fireworks and i got a match okay gotcha great what about you annie
1: yeah, I mean, this was honestly, he did more in this episode than he does in than he was recently <laughs> yeah. with the MacGyverisms. At least, like there are there are some outliers here. There are some episodes where he does a bunch of cool stuff. Um, but most of them are pretty boring. And yeah. um, and he did a little bit more this time. So for that one to five, um, I'm gonna say two. Two.
2: Can't believe he did more this time.
0: I mean, it's up and down and you don't have the benefit of having watched all these episodes. Uh, but yeah, there have been some recent episodes where they almost kind of forget to give him shit to make. <laughs> uh, uh, um, and yeah, it was a little difficult to do it in this one because he was—he didn't know he was MacGyver. So how would he know to create stuff? Yeah, I agree. I think it's a two episode. It's not, uh, it's not the worst I've ever seen. Um, 80s cool factor on a scale of one to five. <laughs> how was this as it compares to other 80s? pop culture nonsense
2: i mean it was right that it was in the pocket you know you could yeah. tell there was a lot of the, the rubber stringed bass being used or you know <laughs> like the technological guitar yeah um i will give it a four they did do some freeze frames <laughs> true you no know, mm-hmm. and and the fact that they everybody kind of looked alike depending on your age range right <laughs> how about you annie
1: Um, you know, I, I kind of liked, um, some of the eighties stuff in this episode, like the outfit that you mentioned, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like the RV trip is a very eighties thing in general. Um, and it it did kind of have that the music was particularly good this episode, I thought. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, amnesia is not the coolest thing in the world. Whenever there's a medical issue, I kind of hesitate to be like, "Cool, yeah." Um, but let's let's go with a three. Okay,
0: uh, I thought this was a really cool one from an '80s perspective. The popped collars, layered like multiple popped collars layered. That to me is like, holy shit, that's cool. Um, and the docks, like, like I mean, there's just something about that. Like, like you derelict. Are
1: fixated you, on you There's something the docks. like,
0: cause you do not see shows that take place. The only shows you see now take place on the docks are like, you know, <laughs> oh, like a shitty, it's going to be at night. It's going to be like a drug deal gone bad or something like that. But yeah. this is like broad daylight. People have an ice cream down there. Like it's such an eighties like thing. I'll give it a four as well.
2: Um, Speaking of ice cream, can I ask really yeah. quick, why in the intro do they have the shot of him with <laughs> the ice cream? What the hell is that? It's like him doing cool stuff, and then it's uh, like, well, remember, he eats chocolate ice cream with the cone. Yeah. Okay, back to the cool stuff. What? <laughs>
1: That is from a montage, which shows him just doing cool shit in Venice beach. And that is like, cause he lives in Venice beach. He oh, okay. is, I think know, that one's from the, that, but that one's from when he was in
0: Turkey, isn't it?
1: it oh, is that from, um, know. thief of Budapest? Maybe, maybe? Budapest. Anyway. Yeah.
0: anyway, I think, so to answer your question, I think their original title sequence was all from the first season, right? Cause they had to use all shots from the first season and they didn't have a lot to, you know, they had only had 22 episodes to pull from. And then they started, they started incorporating other stuff from future seasons and changing it out. The thing I like to mention when people bring up that ice cream thing, cause you're not the first <laughs> okay. is, is that um, they had to reshoot it because they dyed his hair blonde in the second season. And so that <laughs> shot of him eating ice cream is not even the original shot of hitting him eating ice cream. <laughs> Uh, but they had to keep it in because it was like an iconic part of the
1: of the <laughs> they could not lose that under any And there are a couple
0: of shots <laughs> like that. Like there's a shot where in later seasons in the, the sequence where he's like a cobra comes up out of a basket and he looks all freaked out. It doesn't I believe it doesn't happen in any episode. It's just for the opening sequence. And I think they replace it a couple of times. So who the fuck knows how they make
2: this thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them needing to have everybody come back to set, dye his hair and so, so they this can have the works ice cream harder, shot.
0: This guy works harder than any actor in the '80s ever worked. He's in every fucking shot. He has to do ADR of every every scene he's ever in outside. He does. He comes has to come back to the booth and do ADR. And now you're making him re- re-record all the stuff for the credit sequence. The guy just never ever gets a break. I mean, you want to be titular. You got to right. act titular, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right. And, yeah, and
1: he certainly does. Yeah,
0: that. yeah. He does not get to be a prima donna. That guy. He works his ass off. Um, all right. Uh, there are a couple of bonus categories. These are just yes or no uh, uh, questions. Does he help out an old friend in this episode? Yes. Yes. Tony he doesn't kill him. Tony. Ah, uh, interesting. Oh, you well, okay. Say that. Yes. So he gets five points because he helped out an old friend. The next question is: If yes, does that friend die? <laughs> oh.
2: <the> answer, <laughs> I was thinking of the boss. You're right. Sorry, Tony, the guy at the beginning. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Still Tony. Doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I understand. The
1: guy at the beginning is Pete okay. no longer counts as a friend because he's in every episode. So right. okay. that he is disqualified from that. But
0: okay. uh, uh, this is one of those rare times when he does help out an old friend and that friend <laughs> does die. So he loses two points because the old friend he helps out died. Um, is he detained against his will in this episode?
2: Yes. By a disease. <laughs> <laughs> that is I don't even know if Amnesia is real in the way they described it. it I doubt d- I doubt it works that it way. But be.
0: I guess you could make the case that when he is in the R V at the end he's detained because the guy has tricked him into getting onto the RV. But what do you think, Annie?
1: Um, I don't know. I it's like normally with this category it's more like he's locked in a room and he has to get out type of thing. So I, I am not inclined to give it points. Okay.
0: Uh, all right. That concludes its classified. It's time to reveal the results. Out of a total possible 100 points, this episode receives 42 and a half points, making it the fourth worst episode of season two so far.
2: <laughs> Whoa. Really? Yeah. Do, do you think that, do you guys feel like that's accurate?
1: Um, I don't know. I feel like there have been, Like, if I were to look at the list, I could probably name worse episodes than this.
0: Yeah, and it's close. Um, It's just beneath Jack of Lies by a half a point, and then below it, our final approach. It's right in between the two Jack Dalton episodes. Um, Final approach is below it, and then Bushmaster, and then, of course eagles um so it's mm-hmm. really down there in the bottom portion here so uh i apologize you had to uh watch such a terrible episode andrew
2: <laughs> oh i feel like it's only down there because i weighted it with my answers with i mean the numbers i gave
0: that's part of the fun is the is a variable the wild card of the guest
1: the wild I, card guest you never yeah. know sometimes people love this show Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, I do love it for what it is. And I would like to watch the blinkest version of MacGyver episodes, you know, like the sped up sure. 10 yes. minutes what happens just to get all the funny MacGyverisms right. in it and not the like henchmen. We see the henchmen walking from the RV and then walking back to the RV to say, yes, they're in there. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. I mean, if someone can make those out of all 137 I, episodes so for I... us.
1: Have a friend that I will shout out, um, who I co-host a Succession podcast with, um, and he watches episodes on one point five speed, really? which is something he can do through like a Chrome extension or something. Huh. I find it psychotic, but um, wait, does it, he do that with Succession? He does that with Succession. Oh, now that's great.
2: But and he doesn't watch it normally. Like that's the only way he watches it. He
1: will watch it normally, but he likes to watch it quickly the first time so he can like tweet and stuff. Oh wait, hang on.
0: So he doesn't watch it normally the first time. And then if he watches it subsequent times, he watches it faster. He watches it faster the first time. First
1: time on 1.5 speed. So I think it's crazy (laughs) to do with succession. It is many reasons. Yeah. For MacGyver. I'm fine with it. I feel like you could watch MacGyver on 1.5 and that's okay. I A mean, my version that, yeah.
0: My version is as after I've watched it the first time, if I have to go back and like make notes or something, I definitely use that 15 seconds ahead button very liberally, you know, and that yes. helps me get through it. Um, But that
1: is so I mean, do you want to Do you want to name him or your po- or your podcast? <laughs> yeah, please. Oh, well, actually, yeah, sure. We can. So <laughs> his name is Roger Cormier and our podcast is called We Here For You and we're we're going to be coming back. There's going to be Great. a, um, whenever season three drops, our, our recap and analysis podcast will be restarting nice. and can't wait. Oh boy. It's been a long wait. I know. Right. Hopefully this
2: summer. I
1: don't know. I think it's, I think it's later. I think it's, we're looking at fall. Jeez.
2: Okay. I will, I will wait, but that's disappointing to hear. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will watch it whenever they allow me to watch it,
0: but you will watch it on one hundred percent speed.
1: I yeah. I uh, you you, you and I watched to. you and
0: I watched an episode live one time together, and you were like, "You don't talk. You don't you don't address <laughs> me." If we watch this thing, it was a it was a very big deal. I remember that. I feel like it was the finale I, or something, wasn't it? It was it like was, a big deal. It,
1: it was a big episode, and yeah, I yeah. I I do get kind of um specific <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. around quiet time when yeah. i'm watching my stories
2: <laughs> but i appreciate somebody saying that rather than sure. like slowly 100%. fuming at a friend yeah. throughout the you
1: you just have to be like listen mm-hmm. in this house right. we are quiet and then we <laughs> chat after the fact yeah. and i have uh two of my friends are watching mayor of east town right now which is a show that oh. i mm-hmm. love yeah. and they only allow talking if you're going to repeat something in the Philadelphia accent so like if they say water on yeah. on the show you can repeat water okay. in the Philly accent um, but oh. that's it that's
2: Every good. long, oh, we, my yes. wife and I both yeah. say, because it's just so, you you can see her underlining it in the script when yeah, she's exactly. going over it. Like, she um, figured
1: out how to say phone and yeah. we all appreciate it. Yeah.
2: Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> so many rolling rocks and big white socks. Love it, love it.
1: I, lo- I love those rolling oh, rocks. All right, well,
0: uh, that's pretty much it. Do you have anything else we missed or anything else you want to say, Andrew? Oh,
2: the flashbacks? The fl- How about the flashback where there was the boat that blew up in the cow field? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> the boat, we saw it hit the side of the river I or something. I see
1: how sure. you would have questions about that. Yeah. yeah I
2: mean, mm-hmm. there probably is no answer, but that was just the only <laughs> other thing in my notes. I mean,
0: one other thing that you may not know about this show is that there are many, many cases where there's an action sequence where they steal a bunch of footage from a movie that no one cares about from 10 years earlier and use
1: that and build a whole scene and around it. And just splice <laughs> it I in. And it. other times, they're very popular films like The Italian Job yeah. um, where there's just a full scene that with, is...
0: With three uh, <laughs> mini, mini coopers driving around the streets yeah <laughs>
2: The rights are more expensive than it would cost for us to film it ourselves, but let's do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they had a vault and they were like, "No one's seen this movie in ten years." Uh, So that's that's the short answer. That speedboat chase that ends up on land, which by the way is almost a direct copy of a Bond movie uh, from the '70s, a Roger Moore Bond movie. But uh, but that's not where the footage came from. The footage came from a different movie, and uh, yeah, and they ended up blowing up a boat in some farmers' farmers' field or something. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, MacGyver was made with pluto in
2: mind They're Yeah, like pluto <laughs> is where this is going to end up so let's yeah. just yeah uh
0: yeah. macgyver was made and we've talked about this before with absolutely no intention that anyone would ever revisit another episode <laughs> but we encourage you andrew to go back and watch every single other episode you really should if you want to keep up
2: oh i will well, now that i'm uh, now that i'm invested in the podcast i definitely will and i will also get that chrome <laughs> extension
0: yeah. <laughs> just, oh yeah well, let's see how fast that baby goes
2: yeah you only have so much <laughs> life to live
0: Yeah. Yeah. Andrew has made multiple references tonight about the fact that life is finite. And the fact that we are watching Mm -hmm. MacGyver on 100% speed is like, what are we doing?
2: (laughs) You're wasting your precious life. (laughs) I have a lot to think about. (laughs) You're using it for creative pursuits and to put fun in the world and allow people to have some nostalgia. You are doing only great things. I I think I just recently learned that I'm going to die. And so that's I'm just Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. I'm weaving that into every interaction I have.
0: (laughs) Not not recently or became like obsessed with that idea. Recently like not after a doctor's appointment. (laughs) Like it
2: was. (laughs) No, I was just like, oh, this isn't just in movies. Like,
0: hold on. well great thank you for doing this this was super fun thank you for having me yeah all right that's it for this week everybody thanks for listening don't forget to check out our website at the and our socials and our patreon it's all at the macgyver pod if you want to watch old episodes of the show along with us at 1.5 speed or not you can check them out for free on pluto tv or watch them on paramount plus or you can buy them on amazon prime join us next week when we will be breaking down season two episode 22 the finale of season two for love or money Take care, everybody. And remember, in the immortal words of our buddy Mac,
2: friends Friends are the
0: adventure of life. 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 Good night, everybody. (laughs) I'll sink it later.